consistent in an area you have not been consistent in years. Anybody? It's hard work. It takes time. You don't just become consistent overnight. You Listen, y'all, I've just recently started taking my health journey uh, seriously again because I kind of gave up for a couple years with kids. And overnight, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be fit again overnight. That's not how this works. It's not how this works. It's the same in the physical as it is in the spiritual. You don't just become something overnight. We're not just going to become consistent overnight. It's going to take labor and attention. We don't just become a super close-knit community overnight. It's going to take labor and attention. But we can do it. Family, 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 we can do it. I believe in you guys. I know we can get there. I know we can do it together. I'm going to say it again. Together. 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 It's not just me. I can't do it. I personally know every single one of you guys. But that's not good enough. You deserve a bigger family than Josiah Hodge. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Someone's like, nah, I'm good with that. (laughs) But that, that is what we will be cultivating in the new year. Everything we do We'll be working towards building and nourishing consistency and community. So all of my sermons probably for the whole year are going to be around consistency and community. I have a nine-week-long series just on community already prepared, already ready to rock and roll, y'all. I am ready for this new year. Holy Spirit has put a fire back in me to achieve, to set goals, to accomplish. Why? Because the fact of the matter is selfish ambition is evil. But kingdom ambition is beautiful. I got kingdom ambition for this place. And I believe by the end of 2023, we are going to be amazed by what was accomplished in 2022. I believe it. I'm excited for it. Will you turn with me to Mark chapter 4? told you we'd get there eventually. And it's only 1109. Look at that. Mark chapter 4. We're going to look at the parable of the sower for a minute. Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 1, going through verse 9. Again, he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and some birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it weathered away, grew up and choked it, and yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing in yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So there's a couple things in this parable I want to clear up before we really get into it. Number one is this the sower is the father. You need to hear this. The sower is not you, the sower is not me. The sower is the father. You cannot put yourself in the place of the sower in this parable, and it got nothing to do with you right there. The sower is the father. Straight up off the bat, the sower is the father. 
The seed is Jesus and his gospel. The seed is Jesus and his gospel. So we have the sower, we have the seed he is sowing, and then we have the soil. The soil is humanity. The soil is you and I. So straight off the bat, we have our, our, three, our three symbolisms of the Father, the Son, and humanity. We good? We tracking? We good with this? Yes? Good? Awesome. Beautiful. And so Jesus ends this section of the parable by saying, let him, who have, let him who has ears to hear, hear. And so there's something very important about parables is this. Parables can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But only those who have ears to hear can understand what's being said. This is why Jesus says in the next section, he says, this is why I speak in parables so not everyone will understand. Not that he doesn't want everyone to understand, it's that not everyone is capable to understand. Because Paul tells us only spiritual people can discern spiritual things. So one person may hear this parable, it'll mean a completely different thing than if one of you hears this parable with spiritual ears to hear. So Jesus already gives a disclaimer, only those who have ears to hear can actually understand what I am saying to them. We have the sower, the father, the seed, Jesus, the soil, humanity. There's four types of soil that's talked about. One is the path. And so in this culture, they would have paths going through the fields and around the fields that were walked on so much by humans and animals. They were so compact, they were basically like pavement. So what is Jesus saying? There are some people that the seed will fall on and it's not going anywhere. It's not taking any type of root. It's a completely closed-minded person. So the first level of soil, the first type of soil, is closed-minded people to Jesus and the gospel. The gospel is put forth, and it's rejected right off the front. Either out of pride, either they think the gospel is foolishness or a fairy tale, or I believe number two is fear, because faith is scary sometimes. Faith is scary sometimes. Why? Because you can't always see what you're believing for. You can't always see who you say you believe in. And so for whatever reason, this path is closed-minded to the gospel. Number two is a rocky ground. And the thing about this is, I think in a lot of our minds, when we, see, when we think of rocky ground, we see soil and rocks on top of it, but that's not actually what that means. In that, in that place on the earth, geographically, they have natural limestone growing under the earth. And so there are some plots of land where there's limestone and then about a foot of soil. So farmers can't always tell where the rocky ground is. Does that make sense? And so Jesus says this. He says it takes root quickly. Why? Because all the nutrients are condensed in one foot of soil. So he says they received the gospel quickly. Right? These are people with shallow minds. They received the gospel. And now some people receive the gospel because they think it's health, wealth, and wellness. And they fall into the prosperity gospel. And then they don't got health and they don't got wealth and they ain't got wellness. And so they leave the gospel. Because they didn't think this is what it was cut out to be. Or some people receive Jesus and, and, and maybe it, because the church is cool or out of fear, and later on they fall out of it for whatever reason. These are people who have not actively thought through what they believe or have committed to. These are shallow-minded. And so that's the second is rocky ground. It takes root quickly. It sprouts quickly, but there's no more nourishment after that surface level, and so it dies. Number three is this. Number three is this. It's thorny ground. And so now thorny ground is what, what you would expect. Anyone ever seen thorn vines? Man, anyone ever get poked by a thorn vine? Anyone ever have one of those suckers wrap around your leg in the woods? And you're like, oh my God, I can't move. It's like a creature's grabbing you or something. And so that is exactly what you would think it is. It's, it's soil where thorny vines have grown out of. All right? 
And so what is this? This is a person with a crowded mind because this person receives the gospel. And it says, then the desires and passions of the world come in and they choke out what was planted there. Now, I'm going to make a statement and we, we can work through this together. I believe crossroads and seasons was thorny ground. I believe we got excited for the gospel. We got excited what Jesus was doing. And then the cares of the world came in, right? Because life is hard. I'm not condemning you. I did it too. I was thorny ground in some seasons this past year. Life is hard. Who knows life is hard? I'm not saying you got nasty or greedy. I'm saying life got hard and started to strangle what Holy Spirit was planting in your life. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying this past year was really hard for Crossroads. It was really good, but it was really hard. We lost a lot of people ending 2021 going into 2022. We lost a lot of loved people in the church. It was a hard year. A lot of you were dealing with a lot of physical ailments and sicknesses in this past year. And so it's not because you're nasty or you don't care. It's because life is really hard sometimes. And I believe we took our focus off Jesus at periods of time. We took our foot off the gas and we pulled back because life got hard. So I do believe we were thorny ground in some instances in this past year because thorny ground is this. It's anything that rises up to the same standard of Christ in your life. It's anything that can rise up and take your attention off of Christ. That's a thorn. Because I don't know if you know this about thorns. When a thorn wraps around a plant, when a thorn wraps around, it literally destroys it. It kills it. Why? Because one, it takes up its nutrients. And number two, it literally cuts off the circulation so the nutrients can't get to the actual plant itself. So I think a lot of time this past year, we were thorny ground in seasons. Can anyone admit to this? I admit to this. There were seasons where I was frustrated because we weren't growing the way I thought we should grow. Why? Because my mindset wasn't on the correct things all the time. We weren't going where I thought we should go because it was my own selfish ambition. And I think that's what held me a lot, or held me back a lot in 2022 was Josiah Hodges' own selfish ambition, which now has changed to a kingdom ambition. I'm so excited. But there were things that held us back. There were things that were thorns growing up around the seed that is Christ in our lives. And so those are the people who have a crowded mind. Anyone have a crowded mind this past year? You just could not get your thoughts straight. You were just struggling with the things in this life. And guess what? That's okay because I believe we are on the path to be, number four, the good soil. And the good soil is what I call an open mind. It's an open mind to Jesus and the gospel. And good soil is this. Good soil is an ear to hear, a mind to understand, and a will to obey. I'm going to say it again. The good soil, an ear to hear, a mind to understand, and a will to obey. And I believe all of us over this past year had a season where we were good soil. I mean, man, we were excited. We were receiving the gospel. We were walking in our our identities in Christ, and we were thriving as good soil, growing and bearing fruit and and yielding grain for the Lord. I believe we were. But then the thorns came in and kind of sucked that out. But I believe in 2023, if we are willing to cultivate what Holy Spirit is telling us to cultivate, if we are willing to, to labor and give our, uh, give our attention, I believe we can cultivate the soil of crossroads to be good soil this year. Verse 8 says this, And other seed fell into the good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold and 60-fold and 100-fold. I won't see what to yield a beautiful and bountiful harvest for the Lord in 2023. I want us to be the hundredfold yield. I don't want to be the 30. I don't want to be the 60. I want to be the hundredfold yield. And I believe if we will cultivate the soil with consistency and community, I believe this will be good soil at Crossroads. I believe we will yield a hundredfold if, but this is the thing. Are we willing to labor and give our attention? 
This is a question for every single one of us in this room. Are we willing to do what cultivation takes? Culti has anyone wor worked on a garden, worked on a farm? Has anyone ever cultivated a plant, cultivated anything, Work, work towards growing something? Anybody? You know it's hard. You know it takes attention. You know it takes labor. You know that that plant isn't just going to grow by you putting a seed in the ground and saying, all right, little plant, I'll see you next year. Why? Because birds come in and try to eat your plant. Squirrels come in and try to eat it. The cold tries to destroy it. So there are many factors, just like we live in this Christian life, there are many things coming in trying to take the seed out of you. But the, the, there's, there's, two, there's two beauties about God. And number one is this. Ready? God does not show favoritism. He gives seed everywhere. God doesn't look on good, seed, good, good soil and say, okay, only good soil gets the seed. No, God loves humanity so much. He said, I'm going to get some to the path. I'm going to give some to the rocky ground. I'm going to give some to the thorny ground. And here, good soil, you get some too. Because I believe he's reaching out harder to the other three than the fourth. Because he trusts the fourth to grow. He trusts the fourth to do what they got to do to keep the soil right for production and thriving. So number one, that's the beauty of God. But number two is this. I, I love how it says the path that birds come in. And I love the symbolism. Birds come in and they eat the seed. Do you know what birds do with seed? Well, they poop it out eventually. But you know what that plant does? Once it falls again into the ground, it grows. So you know what that tells me? Nothing can stop God's plan. Nothing can stop Jesus. E even if something comes in and swoops it, that seed will take root somewhere. So number two is God loves all people, and he will sow the seed in all types of soil. And number two is nothing's going to stop his plan. The good soil will get the seed. Nothing's stopping the seed from getting to the good soil, but what type of soil will we be in 2023? And I think that is my biggest question because the fact of the matter is it's going to take hard work and it's going to take intentionality. It's going to take time. It's going to take us pouring into something. So my question for you is, are you ready? Because in 2023, I'm holding myself to a higher standard. I'm holding my leadership in this house to a higher standard and I'm holding you guys to a higher standard. Why? Because Jesus is worth it. At the end of the day, no matter what we ever do here, if it wasn't for Jesus, it's not worth it. But if it was for Jesus, no matter how hard we had to work, no matter how much time we had to give, if it was for Jesus, it was worth it. I don't care how many sleepless nights it takes. I don't care how many hours it takes in this building. If it was for Jesus, it was worth it. And one day we will look back years from now, looking back and saying, Jesus, we did that with you. Jesus, we partnered with you to do something beautiful because I believe Crossroads has always been a unique church for a unique purpose. I've always believed that. I believe I'm a unique leader put here in a unique church for a unique purpose. I believe that. I believe Holy Spirit is already planting something unique in the soil of Crossroads. So my question to you is this. What type of soil will we be, will you be in 2023? Will we cultivate the soil? Will we put in the hard work of cultivating what the Father is sowing in Crossroads? Are you ready? Are you ready for what 2023 holds? Are you excited for what 2023 holds? You have those, those forms that First Touch gave you. I want you to take those forms. Your, your name goes at the top right. There's a little section for our different ministries that function on Sunday morning. And then there's a little section for small groups. And we are about to partake of communion together, as is our custom here. 
We're going to have special prayer over 2023, but as right now in this moment, while you're preparing your mind to partake of communion, I want you to look at that form. I want you to search your heart. I want you to let Holy Spirit talk to you and guide you. And I want to challenge you to sign up. If you're already serving in a ministry, serve in another. Well, Pastor, I just don't got the time. I promise you it's worth it. I promise you it's worth it. If you're actively attending a small group, great. Don't stop. Come on, y'all, prepare your minds for communion. Let Holy Spirit speak to you in this moment. Because now we're about to undergo a new year where we commit new things to the Lord. Where we promise him we're going to steward what he's given us well. Many of you have spiritual gifts you've never used before, and that's not being a good steward. So I want you to be a good steward. I want you to use what he's put in you for his purposes and his plans. There's five ministries on there. The more people sign up, the less hard work it is for everybody, and the more we can work together to make life easier for everyone. And if you're already in a small group, that's great. Continue to go. Continue to build a tribe together. But if you're not in a small group, I want to encourage you to sign up. It says right there, no, I'm not, but I'm interested. You can fill that. Just check that box. It's worth it. I promise it's worth it to build that community, to build that consistency in your life. It's worth it. We're cultivating something here. It's going to take time, and it's going to take effort. Nothing's easy that's worth having. No church became amazing overnight. Some churches, it took 50 years to get where they are today. Are we willing to work? Are we willing to grind? Are we willing to put in the time and the effort for what the Holy Spirit has here? I'll give you a minute more to look at that. Look at that form and let Holy Spirit speak to you. Remember, it's consistency. If we sign up, we're doing it. We're being people of our words. We're going to be consistent to show up, to be there, to build relationships, to build friendships, to build a family here. A faith family, a true faith family. And Father, as we start to prepare our minds for communion, We believe communion is symbolic and supernatural. We believe not only is it a symbol of your body and your blood, but we believe when we partake, we are partaking of the body of Christ, of healing and wholeness and wellness and deliverance and freedom, the body of Christ as we intake and partake of Holy Communion. And Father, I just pray right now as we begin this new year that our minds are set free, our minds are cleared, our minds are ready. We have a will to obey ears to hear, and a mind to understand that we will be good soil in the year of 2023, yielding a bountiful crop, a beautiful crop for you, Lord, because you're worth it. You're worth our time. You're worth our attention. You're worth our efforts, our labor. You're worth it. Father, as we prepare our minds, just speak to us. Tell us what you want from each individual over this new year. Give us goals to achieve in this church as individuals, as individuals a part of ministries, of serving teams. Speak to us, Father. We have ears to hear. We are ready to receive. You may stand and prepare to partake of Holy Communion. And as you come up to get your communion elements, whenever it's your section's turn, I want you to take that form you filled out, and I want you to drop it in one of these baskets. Put in one of these baskets when you come up. This section right here, on my right, you may come. Partake of communion.
All right, section on my left, you may come and grab your communion elements and turn in your papers, please. Luke chapter 22, starting in verse 17. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. And Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that your body was broken for us. And right now, in a moment of remembrance, as we live in a past time, in a past reality, in the present moment, Jesus, we see you on that cross. We see what you took for us. We see what you did, and we thank you. We thank you that your body was broken for us. And in 2023, I pray we would constantly live in that reality that Christ died for us while yet we were still sinners. God loved us and gave his son for us. So in this new year, Jesus, I just pray like never before that reality would be so present in our minds. And in this moment, we live in that present reality. You may take the wafer, break, and eat. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. And Jesus, we thank you for your blood that is the portal to the new covenant where we can live fully forgiven, completely free, whole, well, living in the beauty of your new covenant as new covenant believers, not stuck to past things, not living under the law, but living under your love and your grace and mercy. I pray those three will become very present realities in our lives in 2023. That we do not let the small things weigh on us too long, but we see your love, your grace, and your mercy, and we cling to those. And we let them restore us day by day, knowing we are new covenant believers. And Jesus, we take this cup and we drink. And Jesus, we thank you for a new year. I'm believing for many, it truly is a new start. This year won't look anything like previous years. That many of you are going to step into a new spiritual understanding. That your ears will be heightened to hear what Holy Spirit is saying in your life. That your mind will be more open to understanding what he's speaking into your mind. And that you will have a will to obey like you have never imagined in your life. That you crave to serve. That you crave to help others. That you long to bear the burdens of others. That you no longer think of yourself, but you think of others like never before. And Father, in 2023, I pray over this congregation that we will be good soil. That we will do what it takes to cultivate ourselves as individuals and to cultivate crossroads as the body of Christ. 
that we won't cop out when it gets hard and we won't leave when it's not easy, but we will truly become a family that sticks together through thick and thin, that we will know one another, that we will carry each other's burdens, that we will care for one another intimately, walking through the valleys and the hardships of life. And Father, I just pray a special blessing over each individual that this be a true year of revelation and wholeness. Revelation and wholeness in families, revelation and wholeness in spouses, marriages, relationships with children, relationships with siblings, aunties and uncles, the whole, that this is a year of revelation and wholeness in our lives. That crossroads steps into what it's always meant to be, the unique body of Christ with a unique purpose in this unique community, walking and being led by the Holy Spirit pray this over you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Happy New Year. Love you guys.